Okay, I feel like you should tell us about your notebook because like it's really pretty. Did you color the did you color the outside like that or did it no, come like that? It came like this. Oh. Yeah, Sarah it's just a journal? actually got it for me. Yes. She gave it to me back in 2017. And I journal in it all my woes. <laughs> uh-huh. And I actually do two-way journaling in it too. So yeah. Oh, that's cool. Do you like how often do you journal? Mm. I wish I said every day. <laughs> that would be amazing. Don't we all? I've actually been trying to do it consistently because at the end of this year, I'm going to start a new journal, whether like I have a bunch of pages in it or not. Mm-hmm. So I have been trying to be more consistent, but usually it's like spits and spurts. So it could be like three days a week and then it could be like once a month. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I try to be consistent. Yeah. And then, like, you have, like, all the little tabs. <clears throat> what are those? <laughs> I just went through all of my journals, and I marked all the places that I have prayed for my husband or my family or my marriage. So I have, like, all these tiny little uh, green that. sticky notes or whatever. Wait, so are you so married? <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> I'm 18, so I'm... <laughs> What? Oh, he's making no. funny faces over I'm there. I'm like, good question, August. <laughs> we get excited when we can make a comment over here because, you know, we can't let Delight yes. have all yeah. of the, the spotlight. Boy. We're kind of like the peanut gallery. <laughs> oh, I love it. Oh, okay. my goodness. So you're wow. not married. You're 18. Mm-hmm. Okay. Welcome to It's a Good Day Podcast. We are three friends who love to laugh and believe that through Jesus, even the tough seasons are good. You never know what will happen on our show, but we hope you will join us as we find the good in every day. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yes, absolutely. Um, So like I said, I'm 18. (laughs) I'm sorry. Forgive us. (laughs) And I have three siblings and obviously two parents, but not two sets of parents, just a mom and a dad. (laughs) I have two older brothers and an older sister, so I'm the youngest. Apparently I'm spoiled, I guess, but I don't think so. (laughs) Us youngest never think we are, but then our older siblings always tell us we are for some reason. Yep, it's very true. Um, I actually live in an elementary school. It used to be one up until we bought it, which was six years ago. And my mom actually has been interviewed about it. And I think it's like episode 16 or 17 or something. And she talks about kind of how we got the school and then also just hospitality and how all that works and yeah so I'm also cousins with August and Delight so we're all you know big happy family yeah, yeah. episode 12? 12 oh is it yes it's oh, a little man. goofy on iTunes it it has a 17 in front of it oh, we don't yeah. know why sometimes iTunes does that so yeah. it's actually for us Not it's our episode it's, iTunes. it's our episode 12 <laughs> okay Yes, definitely go back and listen to that. (laughs) Anyway, did I interrupt you? I did. Oh, I don't know. You said we're one big happy family. Oh, yeah. I think there's like 60 of us in our family. 
Yeah. I don't know what else. That's true. Are you going to talk about how we used to live together for three and a half years and how fun that was? And oh, my goodness. I was actually lying in bed thinking about that last night. But I couldn't think how many years it was. But, yeah, you lived with us in our school. It was so fun. It was. <laughs> but it is really fun to walk through that because, like, I see mm-hmm. the classrooms and, like, remember the teachers. And, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, like, a really fun memory to walk through. It's so cool. Mm-hmm. I love it. I'm just kidding. Well, Alexi, we are really glad you're here with us today. I'm excited to have you, and we're happy that you're here. Glad to be here. Yes, I'm sorry. So you are 18. Are you still in high school, or what? What's your day-to-day life look like right now? (laughs) It's a very good question. Um, Yes, I'm 18, and. I graduated kind of last year, I think. Yeah. Yep. When I was 17. Kind of? Yes, kind of, because I was homeschooled. So I didn't like get a huge whole ceremony and all that stuff. So I just got a little diploma and that was it. So yay. (laughs) Um, And I did not go to college and I do not plan to go to college. I have no desire. And I think actually if... I was smarter that I would go and be like a surgeon or something really cool because I have like a huge desire for that field, um, but I'm not going to do that. Like for the medical <laughs> field, you mean? Or Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yep. And specifically just surgery and all that awesome stuff. Um, so I am just at home. I used to be a nanny. I have since I was, I think... 15 or 14 I started nannying and I just got done doing that actually which is like a huge transition and it's been a big change but I've been just learning to just rest and just enjoy being where I'm at in the school and just you know serving the Lord through the various people that come through the building and just yeah being the hands and feet of Jesus that's awesome when you like in having no desire to go to college like how did you I feel like a lot of people these days, it's kind of the next natural, the next natural step if you're done with high school. So what brought you to the point of being like, nope, I don't feel like I have to do that or want to or any of that? Mm-hmm. Um, well, growing up, school was not pressured at all in my house because one of the reasons I was homeschooled was just because my parents wanted to cultivate a relationship with the Lord and with us specifically. And so just growing up, it was never even something I thought about, like pursuing more of schooling. And so I think just ever since I was little, it just wasn't even something I thought about. So therefore I just didn't, I didn't have a desire. Yeah. You didn't, you weren't in a place that you felt that pressure or whatever. Right. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. All right, can we go back to your journaling like you were talking about at the beginning and tell us a little bit more about that. So you're, you write prayers, it sounds like, for your husband or future family, so you hope to get married someday. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yep, I do. And, yeah, just tell us more about what that looks like. Okay. Um, I actually... It's really funny because I can go through my journal and I look... I, like, will read different parts that I have written about and I never really picture them as being prayers and like my one friend Sally Jennings she like specifically prays for like
people and things and just is very good about journaling out prayers. Mm -hmm. And to me, it's just like an ongoing conversation that I have with the Lord that I mm -hmm. just, I write and then like he'll say something and then I'll just respond. And sometimes I'll go through and I'll be like, what was I saying here? Because like, I funny. don't write down <laughs> what he said. Um, but yeah, so I just, I journal and I try to journal as much as I can, but it's not super consistent. And I write out prayers for my husband, like I said, and just our marriage and that we would be unified in everything. And yeah. That's cool. <laughs> do you remember when, obviously you're young still, so do you remember like when you first felt like you knew who God was? Hmm. Dang, that's a good question. I think growing up, I always had a relationship with the Lord. And I don't remember like a specific point of being like, okay, now I'm going to pursue him. I know there was a point though, because it became my relationship and not just something that my parents taught me. Um, but specifically, I think it was through the Holy Spirit. Like growing up, we always were super open to the Holy Spirit and just manifestations and everything. And we would go up to this church in Canada and they are just, I think they have an ongoing revival for, I don't know how many years, at least 10, but I'm sure a lot more than that. And so they just are very free and there's no condemnation or anything there with the Holy Spirit. And so just, I feel like once I saw that example set for me, it made me really want it. And so once I got to know the Holy Spirit and got baptized in the Holy Spirit, it was kind of like, okay, now it's like all or nothing. And so I kind of got to know the Lord through knowing the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. So how does, how does that play out like in your day-to-day -day life? Like, like what, I guess when you think about Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, like and you're talking about the role that that Holy Spirit plays, what what does that look like day to day for you? <clears throat> um, I'm not quite sure. Like, obviously, first and foremost, everything is like a relationship. And honestly, I actually just listened to this sermon on YouTube. I don't remember who gave it or what, but he was talking about the Holy Spirit and just how he is a person. And so like, I've just started to actually get to know him as like separate in a way. Mm -hmm. So I think just through this new season, it's been like a constant walking with him. And so I'll just be going about my day and I'll be like, Hey, Holy Spirit, like what's up? What's on your heart? How are you doing? And then it'll make me think about my daddy God. And so then I'll be like, Hey daddy, like, how are you doing? And then I'll think about Jesus. And then I'll be like, Oh, Hey Jesus, how are you doing? <laughs> what's up, bro? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So it's, yeah, just like a very personal, real relationship that I cultivate with them. So like, <clears throat> what is the difference to you? Like, between, like, why the need to kind of separate those three? That's so interesting. Because mm -hmm. like, I feel like according to the Bible, they're the Trinity. They're the three in one. So they're all separate, but they're all together. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like I can do a really good job at seeing them all together and just pursuing the togetherness. Mm -hmm. But there's something special and different about each one of them. 
And if I don't take the time to get to know that one special or different thing, then I'm, I'm missing out on a whole, mm -hmm. a whole new thing. And so I think just viewing them as individuals, but also together, mm -hmm. it just, yeah, I don't know. How do you respond to somebody who feels like the things that we know of the spirit, like the gifts and um, like you mentioned, manifestations mm -hmm. and which is... Which is what? How would you describe that? <laughs> um, it's like a physical thing. Like response, sort of? Yeah, that mm -hmm. just like kind of takes over. So like whether it's shaking or laughing or mm -hmm. not being able to control your body and just flailing around or whatever it looks like. It's just, yeah, it's allowing the Holy Spirit to move through you and just giving up your dignity. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, how would you respond to people who feel like those things are not for today hmm. like we see the, some of that in the book of acts in the bible but there are definitely people that believe that that time is over you know that it's not it's not for today or even healing or hmm. those different things prophecy mm -hmm. um i would probably say not to be harsh but who told you that like where where does that come from because i feel like a lot of the things that people believe or take as truth somehow there's a root of it like whether it's something bad or something good there's something that just like started that thinking or that thing and if you go back to your bible like if you look in acts like the new testament it was kind of shown to us like this is the way you're supposed to live and that's the whole reason that jesus came he gave us the example of what we are supposed to be like as followers and he healed people he raised people from the dead and that's what we're called to you know this mm -hmm. that's our mission it should be anyway that's cool yeah. do you do you have any examples of those things in your own life of those like kind of walking out those practical like experiences with the holy spirit that you could tell us about i think it it's like exercise kind of like you can't go into the gym one day and expect to drop like a hundred pounds or something like that. So it's just been like learning, like leaning into that still small voice and just continuing to feed that. And like the more I do it, the more I hear what he's saying and the more I get to know him, I actually know his heart. So like I can dif differentiate between things he would say and things that he wouldn't say mm -hmm. and just getting to know him, you get to know his voice. Yeah, that's beautiful. <laughs> okay, so tell us about your passions. What do you love to do? What brings you joy? What is fun for you? <laughs> What's your hobby? <laughs> um, okay, well, definitely the Lord and just changing people's hearts and lives is a big passion of mine. I love seeing transformation in people's lives and just... The difference from who they used to be and then when they die to themselves and become who the Lord created them to be is super cool to watch and I see that a lot just with where I live and our ministry and just everything um, but besides that I actually do pottery my dad was a potter and so a couple months ago I started getting into it and he just taught me like how to throw and how to do all this stuff and so I've been getting down there and just creating things, and it's so fun to just think about 
God would I do it? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like how he just molds us and he shapes us. And yeah, so it's super fun. And then also to see like the finished piece, like w- whether I like this or I didn't like that or just, yeah, I love it. It's so fun. It's so creative. And I've always had like a creative part of myself, but I never really knew how to get it out in a way. Like I've mm-hmm. tried different venues or whatever, and they just never really worked somehow. So this one I just, I love. That's fun. So what have you made that you like or like what's your favorite thing that you've made so far? I made this <laughs> Okay, you know how like the Lord takes things and restores them when they're old and broken? Mm-hmm. So I was making this bowl and I ended up like totally flopping it. But when I flopped it, it like folded into a flower. And so I like took it and just like set it aside and was like, maybe it'll be beautiful. And so what, and then I went back a couple days later and I like trimmed it up and everything. And it was just beautiful. I love it. It's like one of my favorites. So it was just cool. It's like, oh, wow, like redemption. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. <laughs> I do think that's really cool. And I love the connection of, I mean, even like God used that, like God used pottery in the Bible to teach mm-hmm. a lesson, you know? And I think that that's really cool just because we're still doing that today and you can do the same thing. So do you think that you're going to keep doing it? Like, do you have, do you want to do it more extensively? Like, is it more just a hobby or is it something you'd like to really get good at and sell? Or what do you think? Um, Yeah, definitely. Um, In our house, we have a cafe and we just redid it. So right now I'm actually working on making a bunch of mugs. So I'm going to get them and finish them and put them in there. And then also we're going to have a shelf that's just like dedicated to like pieces that I'm selling. So like anyone who comes into our house, which is like everyone all the time, (laughs) if they see something that they like that they can purchase it and take it home. Um, So, yes. And also with our building or the school, which we call Restoration House, we are hoping to do a ministry school which is something I'm going to be involved with and something we want to teach is like the arts and just things like that so being able to teach pottery to students and then help them sell their craft and stuff Mm -hmm. like that also that's cool kind of a vision you have I love that I'm sure it's fun for your dad too like because he it's something he's done for a long time and yeah I'm sure it's cool for him to watch you like starting to get into it and that's really fun. Yeah. <laughs> so in a day, tell us about like a day of your life <laughs> right now. So you're, you said you're sort of a little bit in a transition time because you're not doing the job you've been doing the last several years. And like, yeah, you said, I mean, you said a little bit what, what your days look like right now, but can you tell us like a more specific even just serving around the school, the ministry, your mom's mm. house. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, okay, yeah. So when we have different groups coming in, we'll help with the transition. So depending on what day of the week, I will be cleaning bathrooms and cleaning rooms and just helping get everything back into shape. Um, but most mornings, I don't have like a set schedule. I just kind of get up whenever I get up and have breakfast. And we actually have uh, a family who's living with us right now. And so they'll come up into the kitchen and we'll all just end up fellowshipping and just hanging out for a little while while we're eating our breakfast. Um, And then we have 
two people who are living with us right now who we're ministering to. And so we'll spend specific time um, just with them and helping them. And one of them, we're actually helping school. So we are, you know, working with her through that. And yeah, so I just <laughs> go about doing things that I can around the school to help. And then in the evenings, I will get down into the pottery shop as much as I can. That's cool. Yeah. So it sounds like there's lots of people like in and out, like you're saying and all that. And so would you call yourself a people person? And like, is that fun? Do you enjoy that? Do you thrive on that? <laughs> um, I am very much introverted. <laughs> mm-hmm. I love being alone and having quiet time. And as you can probably imagine, that doesn't really happen very often. Right. So I've been learning to find times to be able to get away and to just seek the Lord and be alone. Um, But it's actually been something I've been talking about with my mother and my sister because me and my mother are very similar and my sister is like completely opposite. (laughs) So she's like extroverted and me and my mom are introverted. But I have my mom as my example and she is amazing. Like you would honestly go and spend a week at our house or even just a day and she's introverted but she is just constantly serving with people and just ministering and I'm like whoa how do you do this right. so well and so she's my example just for that part of myself just learning how to be okay being around people and loving them and I love them no matter what but just in those moments when I feel like, wow, I'm so overwhelmed, just like, it's okay to just sit here and be involved, but also just be quiet and just have the introverted, extroverted moments. Mm-hmm. So, but mm-hmm. it's been a learning curve for sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. I always, I love the example even that Jesus gave us where he, he also like drew himself away, you know, and he, he left the crowd. He, took just a couple people and went out on a boat, you know, like the most away you can get because nobody can, I mean, I guess people could row their boat up to you, but (laughs) (laughs) swim. That is hilarious. Just picturing. (laughs) Just someone rowing up to Jesus. (laughs) It's really, that's really, okay, this is kind of off topic, but on topic. It's really cool thinking about, that like I have seen the Sea of Galilee, like thinking about like Jesus going, like I just could picture it in my actual mm-hmm. mind, That's like the real fun. Sea of Galilee. It's cool. <laughs> yeah, very cool. Yeah. I forgot to mention, of course, that Atlas is with us again today. Yes. Boy. Um, yeah, let's talk about that even just a little more. Like, do you think that... I think, at least to me, if I've maybe even said this before on the podcast, but just that I feel like the Christian world is kind of leans towards extroverts a little bit. Like, I don't know, like a lot of church services are like loud and um, a lot of talking or like getting up and to say something randomly or like I personally... I really dislike the whole, like, shake a friend's hand time, like, Mm -hmm. greeting time. 
you know, that happens in a lot of our church services. Like, it's not that I don't want to talk to people or that I wouldn't, but like, literally, I, especially at, it's not a normal thing we do in my home church. Mm -hmm. Um, But like, when I'm somewhere that I don't know people, like, I don't even mind someone coming up and say hi to me, but when it's because the pastor, like, told everybody to, like, I literally sit down and look at my phone or my Bible or something. Like, I do not, whatever. Yeah. Um, okay, I'm an extrovert, and I don't love it either. Okay. I, especially if I'm visiting somewhere else, it's, like, mm-hmm. really, like, it just feels kind of forced. Okay. But if I... If it was at my, like, home church, I think I would like it because I'd be like, oh, good, an opportunity to go and say hi to this person because maybe I won't get to because they're going to leave right. after the service or whatever. So. Right. And maybe that's the thought. Like, I'm not. That's usually when I have to find something, like, at the bottom of my bag. And it takes me a solid 10 minutes to find it. <laughs> that dark chapstick's always getting lost in your purse. Yeah. Excuse me, ma'am. I'm sorry. I'd love to chat with you. I'm just trying to find my chapstick. <laughs> anyway, I'm not trying to even, like, put down if that's what someone is trying to do and feels like that's a good thing. That's okay. I do agree with you, August. That sometimes it feels a little forced. Like, I will notice... I noticed this happening in like services and whatever. I don't need to go on about the things that I don't love about the modern church today necessarily, but like everyone will be chatting and talking, right? Okay. So it'll be like everyone, like there's all this chatter and like it's fellowship and at the beginning, right? At the beginning. Right. And then it's like, okay, well, hello. Welcome everyone. Thanks so much. We're so glad you're here today. Everybody find a seat. La da 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 da. And then it's, and then they're like, okay, you know, great. Glad you're here. Okay. Now we're going to take 10 minutes and greet your neighbor. I'm like, (laughs) why did we need that formal welcome? Would you just gonna like, and then it feels awkward where like before the people that wanted to talk, were talking. And so, okay. So back to that whole thing, like, do you think that we are supposed to
Mm-hmm. Right. Because like we're supposed to be like Jesus and he like looking at him, I would say, oh, he was an ex or he was an introvert or whatever. But but like I think that he yeah, he knew how to of course he's perfect. So like he knew how to get away when he need, needed to, but but to also be an extrovert sometimes and be around all the people and yeah. Right, like when he was in a crowd surrounded by people like pushing up against him and whatever, like mm-hmm. I feel like I might freak out, but <laughs> he was like, "Okay, I'll heal you." You know like Yeah, like I think we I think we need to learn from the extra like I need to learn from you guys how to take a step back and understand what it's like to be quiet and you guys need to learn what it's like to be a little louder or you know like I'm not saying you guys in general I'm just saying like the introverts and the extroverts like I think we're supposed to be both yeah like I don't think we're actually supposed to be just one way like not use it as an excuse right sort of right yeah, I actually just had a conversation with my mom about this because I have a hard time with like last minute things. Like I need like week advance at least or like a couple hours to like think through something just like going into town. But a week or a couple hours is very, <laughs> very far <laughs> apart, Lexi. Yes, yes, I need yes. a week or a couple hours. <laughs> like a week for something big. Uh, yeah. I- yeah, but... Um, yeah, so I was talking with my mom about it, and she was just saying how maybe this whole introverted, extroverted thing isn't really a thing. Like, maybe we've made it a thing, and we're all supposed to just be in the middle, kind of. And so I've been going through um, Matthew, Mark, and Luke. I'm only in Matthew, so. <laughs> but I'm trying to look at Jesus' life and see what did he do? in situations and any time that he so interesting mm-hmm, right really and cool. any time that he takes time to go away and be alone is to seek the father so i think it's interesting how we as people can be like oh i just need like me time exactly or like mm-hmm. self-care and like all these things it's like no like if all these things were going to jesus then then yeah like 100 percent, you have liberty to do that because that's what jesus did but I don't think that there's really, I don't know, this whole introverted, extroverted thing. But it's hard also because I'm super introverted. So I like totally am like, oh, no, I'm introverted. I'll like go join that team. But I think because of the example that Jesus set, we are called to live higher. And he never goes away to wash his feet and take time to be alone. He is seeking the Father when he's alone. So I think it's an, a good example. Mm-hmm. But also yeah. sleeping. <laughs> Yeah. Just saying, you know. Yeah. You know, like, and whatever. I mean, you're only in Matthew, so. (laughs) (laughs) Right. No, but, yeah, that's cool. That's really interesting. And I agree that I think we can use the way that we are, no matter how we became that way, we can use that as an excuse to kind of go into ourselves Mm -hmm. rather than like move out and I like personally I'm always wanting to like be out of my comfort zone or push myself further not I don't want to be out of my comfort zone but like I do want to do that like I don't want my 
my personality, for lack of a better word, like to hold myself back from someone else who maybe does need something from me or that I can be a blessing to or helping or whatever. So, yeah, it's an interesting subject. Go for it. So, one of the things that we talk about, or we can tend to talk about, is just that, like, life isn't perfect. (laughs) (laughs) And life is not always, not always easy Mm. and good, but yet that God is good in those situations and that he um, helps us through. Mm. And, yeah, do you have anything like that, that you feel like this was hard, but. Um, yes, definitely. Um, okay. So in 2016, my cousin, our cousin was in a car accident and he passed away and it was really hard for me. Like I honestly wasn't, obviously I wasn't expecting it, (laughs) but I wasn't expecting it to be as hard as it was like looking back on it. And you know how they talk about like the stages of grief or whatever. And so like the first thing that I got right off the bat was just anger. Like I was just so mad at the Lord. I did not understand why. And it just, it made no sense to me. And just especially seeing like his siblings and his dad and just like, it just didn't make sense. It wasn't okay. And I remember one of the first couple of weeks I was talking with Uncle Kurt and he said to me, or I was asking him, like, why is this so hard for me? Like, I don't understand. Like, why is this just so, so rough? And then for the rest of my family, they just seem so okay. And he said, it's because it's not okay with you. Like, you, you just, you're not okay with it. And for like Courtney, your sister, she, she's okay with it. Like, she's accepted it and sh- she's good. But for you, like, you, you're just not okay yet. And <laughs> so I kind of took that and held on to it, kind of also put it in the back of my brain, like, yeah, like I, yeah, I'm, I'm not okay with it. It's not all right with me. Um, anyway, so I just, yeah, went through the whole, you know, screaming at God one minute and then just praising him, but then also just like still not understanding, but still pursuing him and then just being really mad and, you know, the whole thing. Um, and then in, I think, the end of March, we went up to that church that I was talking about in Toronto. And when we were there, the Lord took me into a vision. And one of the places, we went to a couple different places, but one of the places we went was actually Melvin's car. And it was like dark out and I was in the Lord's hand, but also in the back seat of his car. And the Lord said to me, I can take this hurt if you give it to me. And then like the car lights just like went crazy and I was back up in heaven. And I was like, oof, like, okay, I can, I can give you my anger. Like, that's what I'm willing to let go of right now. So I gave him my anger, and then I just went about struggling with, like, um, like movies and just, like, any death scenes or car accidents or anything like that. And I actually, oh, I had to go through driver's ed, and you know how they play those videos of, like, car accidents that you know, like, how rough it can be? and. 
yeah. <laughs> and I was sitting there and I like got all shaky and like just like felt like I'm gonna, I'm just, I'm gonna lose it. Like I'm, I'm about to lose it. Like this isn't good, but I need to, I can't just lose it in the middle of class type thing. And so I was just was like, okay, just don't watch and just distract yourself. Like it's okay, it's cool, it's alright, it's good. And so then once the video was done, we were going out to drive. So I ran to the bathroom really quick and just kind of let out my emotions as much as I could. And then I was coming out of the bathroom and it was, they actually had like a family bathroom. So I was able to just be by myself, which was really nice. And when I was coming out, the teacher was coming out of the guy's bathroom and he saw me and he was like, are you okay? And I was like, no. <laughs> and so he, I just told him like, this is really hard for me because my cousin was in a car accident last year. And, and he was just like, oh yeah, like, I think I heard about that. What was his name? And I was like, oh, his name was Melvin. And He's like, if you need a couple minutes to just like collect yourself, then we'll wait for you. And I was like, okay, that would be great. So I just like walked down the hall. But just like things like that, just like those scenarios just being really difficult. Um, so then I, I lived like that for like two years, honestly, I think. And then just this past August, I was at my grandma's house. She is so amazing and so wise. <laughs> and we were just talking about Melvin and she was asking me if I felt like I had been healed from all the hurt and stuff, and I didn't really know. I thought, like, yeah, maybe. Um, but then she asked me, do you think that Melvin is in heaven? And I was like, oof, that's a really difficult question. <laughs> and I was like, I, I don't think so. Like, I really don't know. I, I don't have hope. And so then that started a conversation with the Lord. <laughs> I was just like, Lord, is he there with you? And should I have hope that he's there with you? Because I just feel like I have nothing type thing. And he took me into another vision slash a picture. And it was of Melvin. And he was just light and happy and joyful and just so at peace. And I was like, whoa, like, he's good. Like, I know he's good. And this is great. And so then it just threw that my hope was restored and it was just, oh, it was so cool. <laughs> um, anyway, so then fast forward to the beginning of September. We went back up to Toronto because my cousin is there in ministry school. So we were going to visit her. And when we were there, one of the speakers was talking about hurts of the heart. And right away I was like, oh, he's talking about me. <laughs> you know that moment. And so at the end, he like had everyone who felt like they were dealing with it to stand up and just put your hand on your heart. And he led us kind of in a prayer and just said, maybe you need to forgive people. And I had never thought about that, like maybe needing to forgive Melvin for leaving. So I was like, you know, what? I'll, I'll forgive him. Like, yeah, 100%, Melvin, I forgive you for leaving. And, and then he said, and I, I also feel like maybe some of you need to forgive God. And I was like, oh, shoot, <laughs> that's me. <laughs> so then I forgave the Lord and I was like, you, you're good, you're faithful, and I know this to be true. Um, so I didn't really feel like anything had happened when I was praying it or even later on or the next day. Like it just, I didn't really think about it. I kind of honestly just forgot about it. But then when we got home, um, it was a Monday afternoon we went me and my sister went down to our gym in our school <laughs> and we played worship music and we were just kind of soaking and I took my journal down and at the time I wasn't really journaling very much so I was like this is weird like I'm taking my journal <laughs> so I started journaling and then I felt like the Lord asked me to start journaling about Melvin and I was like Ugh, I do not want to go through that and even 
before going to Toronto, the Lord had asked me, like, I want to take all of your hurt. And I was like, I'm not ready for that. Like, I'm just not ready to let it go. I'm not at that place. Um, so we got back and I was journaling and he asked me to journal about Melvin. And so I was like, ugh, no, not again type thing. But I started journaling and I'll read to you what I wrote because if I try to say it, it won't really <laughs> be accurate. But um, yeah, so here's what I wrote. I said, <clears throat> my heart feels so full of love for you. I don't even know how that just happened. My heart feels whole. It feels hurtless. That Melvi-sized hole isn't there. You healed my heart. For the first time in three years, there's no hole in my heart. My heart isn't broken anymore. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> And I know that I feel like I can just finally love you. And I can't believe you healed my heart. You healed my hurts and I'm okay. I'm okay for the first time in three years. <laughs> I'm so much better than okay. Oh, sorry. <laughs> and it was just, it was amazing. Like I honestly, I can picture the whole thing. Like I just, I stood up and I just started dancing and just like, just complete freedom and I just couldn't believe that for three whole years I was struggling so much that like I wasn't at the point that I am now and just yeah it was crazy and just the Lord's faithfulness through all of it and my family surrounding all of us and just yeah it was crazy and I've learned so much more of who the Lord is through that because he taught me a lot about how he lost his son and just what he went through and yeah, so <laughs> that's my journey that's been hard, but also so good. I think there's all, often a question of like, why does God let bad things happen? You know, and I won't say that I don't struggle with that or wrestle with that sometimes too, you know, like I don't get it. But, and I think even in the situation, it's still hard to say why. And I don't feel like it's necessarily that God makes things happen, you know? Mm -hmm. Right. But I love seeing just him working within that, you know, and working in in your heart and in your life and and the fact that he can he does take the broken things and make something beautiful. And it's good. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's in my own life with my own difficult things, I I'm often like, okay, God, like you have to do something good here because otherwise like it's not worth it. And I know I don't have the option whether I'm going to have a hard thing or not, but like I want it to feel like it wasn't for nothing, you know? <laughs> okay. Sometimes it's hard to go from kind of one <laughs> subject to the, to the next, but, mm -hmm. um, let's transition a little bit and talk about something a little less heavy. <laughs> so, Alexi, I see, it seems like you are a very um, intentional person, like even the way that you journal. Mm -hmm. And then even how you talked about being an introvert, and yet you're going to your mom about learning how to still love people well and be around people. And then looking into the, the book, like Matthew and Mark, looking to see how Jesus responded in those scenarios. Like, it seems that you are, you are a very intentional person. Can you give us, like, some practical ways that you live intentionally? 
Mm. Um, yes, I could try. <laughs> um, I think it just comes so naturally that I don't really think about it. Mm -hmm. um, but for sure, like I love making lists and I love getting things accomplished. So having both of those drives <clears throat> really helps me. And so like, I'll even, <laughs> because I'm partly an artist, I'll sit down and I'll make a beautiful checklist. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then I'll just go about my day and making sure that I check them off and accomplish them. And yeah, I can't really think of anything else. Do you have certain things that you do every single day? Oh, yeah, that's mm -hmm. always fun to know. Um, back when I was still nannying or babysitting or whatever you want to call it, I think I was very scheduled and super on top of things. <laughs> and not so much anymore because I've gotten a little more lax and just learning to just rest. Um, but then I was... I would get up in the morning and I would, the first baby would come at six. So I would get her at six and then the next one would come at seven. So from, from that hour, I would just sit with the Lord and I would have my worship music and I would journal and just listen to what he was speaking to me. And I love reading the word and he always gives me a book to read. Like, so like, as soon as I finish one, he's like, okay, here's your next one. <laughs> it's really cool. And I'm so thankful for that. Like, do you mean within the Bible or like yes. other books? Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, a book of the Bible. Like and if you're reading Matthew, then he'll say, okay, now go to James <clears throat> or. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So I, yeah, I love researching and learning things like that. So I would always do that in the morning. And then once the kid came at seven, I would <laughs> listen to your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> for about an hour or until it was done um and then I would just put the kids on their schedules so whether it was going and playing and then napping and then feeding them um and then maybe they could watch a movie or get the kids on the bus or yeah just depending on what their schedule was I was good about maintaining one with them and I actually think that's something that's super important um, getting kids on schedules. I'm all for that and super supportive of that. So having that kind of was super fun for me because I had my own personal, it was like being a mom, but not. So it was hard at times because it was like, I don't love you the way that I could in a way if you were my own child, yeah. but yet I love you and I get to train you and teach you. So yeah, I understand that feeling. From, yeah. You know, I had a job that was a long-term right. child, you know, childcare daily kind of job. So that feeling of like it's sort of fun but yet yeah, you know that it's not quite the same there's something yeah it was definitely very hard that's one of the main reasons that I quit actually was because I was just exhausted and tired <laughs> um but yeah so like now something that I try to do every day is be in the presence of the Lord and that doesn't mean just journaling or just reading that can mean just sitting and just letting him speak to me or just praying, which is something that I'm actually not very good at and something I want to get better at is praying because I, I used to be in it. I actually had a wall in my room where I would pin up prayers and then I would go in and I would like read off the prayers. And as I was reading them, like it just like, you know, I could feel the passion kind of growing. And so that's something I want to do more of, but I'm super intentional about hanging out with the Lord and just bringing him along with my day. And then also pursuing something I enjoy, which is like pottery or something like that. But just making sure that 
if I'm gonna do something hard that I have my heart in the right place. Like if it's like cleaning bathrooms or something that isn't super enjoyable that like if it was my own bathroom, it would be so fun. But because it's like my mom's bathroom, it's like, oh, chores. <laughs> <laughs> um, but just that I'm, I'm going to make it as fun as I can. And just, yeah, bringing the joy of the Lord into everything I do. And I like to go around with my worship music. And that gives me a lot of motivation, too. Cool. That's awesome. I love it. Yeah. All right. So I'm sure you know by now, Lexi, since you've <laughs> listened to this podcast some have you listened to every episode? Every single one. Wow. Thank you. <laughs> we like that. Um, but I'm sure you know that we ask all of our guests what's good about today. So what's good about today for you? One thing is that it's snowing. <laughs> if you know me, you know that I love winter and I love snow. I don't like the cold because I'm always freezing, but I love winter. So one, just that it's snowing and then also that I get to be here and just kind of share part of my story and who I am, but also have this quality time with you ladies because I love quality time. It's like one of my love languages. And yeah, so that's what's good about today. Awesome. Well, thank you for coming and joining us and yeah, just sharing a bit of, like you said, who you are and your heart. It was really good. I'm just going to say also that I'm super glad you were here, Lexi. And I love you. <laughs> Do you guys... Atlas, we are trying to record. Um, do you guys want to share a fun fact about your birthday? Your birthday? Lexi and I have the same birthday. She was born when I was nine. When I turned nine, she was born. And I got to go see her in the hospital, even though I was too young to go. But just because it was my birthday, they let me come in and see her. It was special. So Lexi and I, Lexi and I have always had a special bond. And like it's interesting because we're like we're both youngest children and she's an introvert and I'm an extrovert but yet we're very alike in a lot of ways so it's very interesting and it's fun. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. I remember the day you walked in I was just sitting there zero you know it's just amazing. <laughs> zero? <laughs> just a couple hours old. <laughs> Great. <laughs> what a bond. Well, <laughs> have a good day, everybody. Have a good day. Have a good day. Do you have any kind of a situation that you would want to share with us about in your life that was not the easiest dance through the daisies? <laughs> <laughs> not know <laughs> oh goodness right a walk in the park or walk in the park there we go <laughs> <laughs> a dance in the day <laughs>